Welcome to the By the Hood podcast. Before we jump into this episode, just wanted to make you aware that on our website, bythehood.com, we have a free webinar on an intro to the stock market. So please go check it out. Just go to bythehood.com and you'll get the free intro to the stock market webinar. Take it easy and enjoy this episode. I think that in three to six months, no one will care about SVB, right? Your life will go on. You won't remember SVB. you be on to something else. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the Body Hood Podcast, a webcast, because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host, as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show, that's with gratitude. Shout out to anybody and everybody who supports what we got going on. And we start out here working. I got my partner in Crown Cole with me. Cole, what's up, good brother? What's really good, man? What's really good? Every day above ground is a good day, so let's get it popping again. Yeah, man. Listen, man. Um, we are back on our podcast, right? So, just um, you know, want to catch everybody up on what's been going on. We've been doing a lot of work. We'll talk about that in the future episodes. Some of the work that we got going on, but we decided to bring the podcast back. We've been on break for a couple months at this point. The reason we took a break is is, is a, mo- a lot of different reasons, right? Outside of the fact of just needing a break. <laughs> One of the reasons is we want to reformat our podcast and bring it to you in a different way. Um, and you got to be very transparent with our audience. So our podcast was used to highlight brothers and sisters who were doing positive work in the community, building businesses. Um, and in doing so, we highlighted a lot of people who were doing great, amazing work. But to be completely honest, there's sometimes we find out that people are, you know, um, for lack of a better term, not living a life that they talk about. They ain't living their raps. <laughs> and also um, just work that doesn't really um, coincide with what we're building at By the Hood, right? So we are a community organization first and foremost before it has anything to do with finance and money. We are about the people. And one thing we don't want to happen is to have someone on our platform um, who's out there having people doing all kinds of wild stuff and it reflects on us in a bad way. So we kind of took a step back from just highlighting people until we can do better jobs of um, vetting. vetting them for one. And and for two, just being more cautious with some of the people that we put on our platform. Um, and it's not that we have the biggest platform or the greatest platform and it's just n- nothing about ego or anything like that. But um, when you do community work and you're uh, being about the people, you have to just be a better steward of, of putting folks in front of other folks. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Corey, I don't know if you got anything to say about that, good brother. No, nah, you said it. I mean, I would have used harsher language, but, you know, that's why you do. That's why you do the monologues. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen, it's all love, though. With that being said, though, shout out to everybody who is in our community who does do great work because I'm not trying to um, put I, a bad I this, 90. Night, we did a good job of vetting most of the folks. Yes, so it's, it's only a few. It's only a few folks on our join that's uh, that's not uh, what they said they were. Yeah, but, and, there's, and there's also episodes like you know we may not have even put out like or or even like interviews that we had the opportunity to do that we didn't even do. Yeah, um, because of because of that. So you know we did we try to do the best job we can. Um, but I do want to like you said, ninety five percent of the people are solid folks, and I do want to shout them out. And I want to, you know, bring the podcast back by just really showing love to our community, man. Because even though our podcast hasn't been um, going, we've been fully running. Our Friday live show every week is going on. We've been in the community. Like I said, we'll talk, we'll have a whole episode about some of the community work we're doing. 
um, and some of the stuff we're looking to do. But the new format of our podcast will be like this. It'll be me and Corey kind of like, kind of like talking about current topics going on in the world of finance and black wealth. Um, we still will have guests. So it's not like we're going to get rid of guests altogether, but they're not going to be the primary driver of our Wednesday pod. Right. Um, this is episode like 186. So we do have 185 episodes, um, you know, with guests talking to, you know, various folks th- um, throughout the space. So that still will live there. Um, but our YouTube channel has been growing tremendously and shout out to all of our new YouTube um, subscribers. We really appreciate you. We got a couple thousand new subscribers since the last time we put a pot up. So that's definitely appreciated. It's growing. We love it. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube, please share this video. You know, you know, all, all the good stuff they say on YouTube, hit the like button, all that kind of stuff. You know, like, not, share, subscribe. Yeah, whatever they say. We're not really YouTubers per se, but um, it is appreciated. Um, shout out to everybody from Instagram, TikTok, all the different social media sites. But, you know, really our folks that support us day in and day out. Um, shout out to all y'all, man. We got we got nothing but love for y'all, man. Um, but Core, man, how are you, brother? Man, I'm living La Vida Loca, man. Like my life looked good, man. I can't I can't complain. I mean, I could complain, but for what? Yeah, man. Listen, you woke up this morning, so that's what's good, man. So for this week's pod and our first pod back, and by the way, leave us some comments. Let us know how you feel about the new format, some topics you may want us to discuss. Um, if you haven't, you know, if you have a guest that's somebody really about that life, let us know about that too. Because again, we're not getting rid of guests altogether. We're just doing a better job and not making it the primary focus. But here's a topic that we have to talk about, right? We got to talk about this bank collapse that's going on. Um, you know, it happened a couple of days ago. By the time this comes out, this comes out uh, on Wednesday, which I think believe is like the 15th or something like that. It'll probably have been a week since it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, I, I just want to give get your perspective and kind of talk about it. And I'll give some context and then give the floor to you. So um, Silicon Valley Bank um, is the second biggest bank collapse in U.S. history. Right. And it took about 48 hours for it to happen. And yes, I am looking at notes right here because, I, you know, I'm not a, a big fan of trying to memorize statistics and data. But um, so the company spiral began late Wednesday. Right. It surprised investors with news that it needed two point two five billion to shore up its balance sheet. Right. So this was really a bank run, an old school bank run happening in 2023. All told, customers withdrew. Listen to this number, core. Forty two billion dollars of deposits by the end of Thursday. Right. And that was according to a California regulatory file. So I, I, I gathered up a bunch of different articles and news sources to kind of try to bring the whole story together. Yeah. Right. Um, so but to make a long story short, this was an old school bank run. But there are a couple uh, different pieces of data that I did want to talk about. Right. Um, so for those who don't know, Silicon Valley Bank was a bank. Um, you can tell by its name. Context clues. Right. It's very heavy in Silicon Valley and the startup culture. And give you a list of companies that had deposits with Silicon Valley Bank. Circle, $3.3 billion. Roku, Corey's baby there, $487 million. BlockFi, $227 million. Roblox, $150. Um, we got stuff like Rocket Lab, $38 million. Lending Club, $21 million. So there's a number of you know startups, tech companies with money inside of this Ooh. bank, right? Um, and that's just some of the companies that were disclosed thus far. A couple more data points, Core. I promise you, I'm gonna give you the floor. Eight, 88% of their money was in startup businesses, right? Eesh. 88% of their money was in startup businesses, which is a very risky way to run a bank, anyway. Um, it had nearly 200 billion in deposits 
with 97% of those deposits above the $250,000 FDIC limit. And just to give you a little context of how big this is, we remember how big of a story FTX was. FTX was $10 billion. This is $200 billion. Now, there's a difference between FTX and, and, and um, you know, SVB. Is SVB is one of the big, biggest 500 companies in the, um, the country. And also... Uh, they won't be. Well, they won't be. <laughs> it won't be. But Wednesday, they're getting but, taken out. Yeah, but, but you know, the FDIC is there. But remember what FDIC does cover them. So with that being said, Corey, I'd like to get your overall thoughts before we dig into, like, you know, a little deeper into the story. What's your overall thoughts on this when you first heard the news? I wasn't surprised. Um, it's been happening uh, a lot recently. Like you said, um, it started uh, a few months ago when they started tagging um, some of the crypto stuff. Um what was the join that um that we used to use for the uh, uh, BlockFi, Celsius, all those Celsius? Guys. Yeah, so they all got ran down on. Then they ran down on Binance for like nine hundred million with the with the um with their stable coin. Um, then earlier, um, you know, then it was the FTX join. Then earlier this week, Silvergate, um, which was big into the crypto space, um, and startup space. They got clapped on, and then Silvergate, I mean, and then this uh, Silicon Valley John. So it's like, um, you know, I'm not surprised, like, because it's a lot of crypto money involved in this John too. So I, I, I really feel like people is getting ran down on banks that 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 serve the crypto community is getting ran down on to to um, I don't know for what purpose because. You know, I'm not the I'm not the leader of the cabal that's doing this, but I was going to ask you to get into your conspiracy theory bag for a second. I'm not. I will. I will get into it. But I don't really. Want to, I don't want nobody to run down on me. Uh, but I mean, all right. So let's do this. Conspiracy theory. Me think that is um that the uh, central bank, the, the digital dollar, is closer than than we um than we thought. So you think all this is like leading leading to that CBDC? Yeah, that, yeah. I think that's um, I think it's part of it because I, I, I think the decoupling of things from the dollar has to happen before that can come in. And right, so, 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 and you're talking about the stablecoin USDC kind of got depegged from the dollar. Yeah, which, but I, but I, but I think they have to do like they have to get rid of stablecoins because again, this is something that I've been saying for years. The real threat to um to the to the system is stable coins because stable coins allow people to do things outside of the system. Whereas um you know the other coins and tokens they are volatile and it and can be controlled by the system, whereas the stable coins and the tokens are kind of outside of the control of the system and so that's so, why we attack those so we kind of differ in our thoughts about that just slightly um because i feel like if they with stable coins most of them are pegged to a network that could be shut down at any moment they want to so i don't know how you know for instance usdc runs um on top of eth like i mean so i mean that gets to a whole other uh, conversation but so i think they are a threat but not as big as a threat but looking at this thing overall, um, I do think that people look at this different because it's a bank. So a lot of those other things were crypto first, although they were quote unquote banks, but they were crypto first. 
So people didn't kind of hold them in the same regard as they do something that's considered a, a bank, right? But we know that banking isn't really a structure or a place. It's a it's a it's system. a it's a system, right? Yeah, that's a better way to put it. It's a system. Um, but this was interesting for a number of reasons. Now, this is why this is this is like a lot of fodder for conspiracy theories. When you look at the fact that bonuses were paid out hours before the, the government came in and seized everything. <laughs> <laughs> Folks high up on the chain. Well, I mean, I, there's no conspiracy about it. Like, yeah, I mean, people that knew was getting their money out. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, but straight up, people that knew was getting their money. That's not a that's not a theory. See, that's why it and stated as a theory. That's not a theory, bro. No, no. But here's the sad part about that, right? The sad part about that is there are vendors that'll be screwed by this. There's a lot of things that'll happen by this. But I think there's also lessons to be learned here, right? Um, a lot of times when banks get exposed, even when you go back to 08, you know, Solomon Brothers and things, and you start to look at their balance sheet, you can see why this happened, right? One of the things I've learned since the pandemic, um, and again, I'm always trying to constantly learn. I've been investing for decades at this point, but one of the things that I learned is just, and, and shout out to our brother Diamond Dave, man, because Diamond Dave just rings in my head all the time because he constantly talks about how bad most companies are run. He was like, look, there's a lot of great companies out here. He said, but most companies aren't run well. And most companies, to quote you, people are always going to people. So when you see these institutions that are big, right, um, and we talk about in our book how you put a time value on even institutions and degrees and things of that nature, you feel like, all right, so you got all this money behind you. You're going to make smart decisions. But we can see that that ain't the case. Yeah, man. People are going people. People are lazy and not taking the time to make sure their money is spread out in a way that protects them. Um, there's a lot of different even types of accounts you can get, um, which will protect your money that they didn't even like take the time to even get. Like if you get to the point where you got over 250K, you can do um, I think it's a thing called what's it called? An intrafi network that protects your money. There's a lot of there's a lot of different strategies to do that. No one took the time to do it. And the reason I say the pandemic taught me a lot is because you started seeing under these people's skirts, so to speak. Like these companies um just don't have it up and you thought it was a Maserati, and then you look on the on the joint and it say a Ford. <laughs> on a local level, I learned this about a lot of real estate investors that they weren't keeping um reserves, right? On paper, they got crazy cash flow, they own a lot of doors, but they're not keeping reserves. So when one thing goes bad, and, and you see this at every level of business, so I think this is an interesting story. Now, here's my hot take, right? My quick hot take about this. And, and hear me out, right? So here, here's what I think. I think in three to six months, right? And I'm going I'm to I'm I'm make sure I say this. I think that in three to six months, no one will care about SVB, right? Your life will go on. You won't remember SVB. You'll be on to something else. That's my hot take right there. That's not to say that there won't be more pain. Because I think there will be more pain, but I think that with a lot of this SVB talk, it's just like it's the it's the newest thing. Like you know, you mentioned about all the other institutions that went down. I do think this is different, but I think there's more pain on the way. But this is just another road bump, dog. Like that's why know, you, you see, I'm not all you know up in arms about it and all that, but because I you know we've been talking, we've been telling people these attacks are coming. We've been telling people this is coming, like. Um, when they started giving out money during the panty, during the pandemic, um, this this had to happen because this is part of this is part of um recovering and recoup um, recouping some of that cake. Like this had to happen. 
So I I couldn't tell you exactly who was going to get clapped and clipped, but this had to happen. Great point, because you're absolutely right. When so much money entered the economy, it's got to be um got to be taken back out, right? And we saw so much money enter the economy under the pandemic and so much money being printed. You got to pull back out some way. Right. Because inflation is going to happen. And when inflation happens, you got to You got listen. Rates will rise <laughs> to bring inflation down. And in that process, people will get hurt. That's the bottom line. But it has to happen. It has to happen. You got like, to there was no way around none of this. Like it could have started earlier. So we could have been further along in the process. Mm-hmm. But. This was going, this was always going to, when they gave us that money, this was always going to happen. And on the crazy part about, I sit there and think about like, um, I think about 08 and I remember like back in like 05, 06, 07, when they would talk to the Fed and the Fed would say, there is no housing bubble. It went from there is no housing bubble to it's possibly a housing bubble to, oh yeah, it's a bubble to don't worry about it. Like we're not going to suffer too bad to. Uh yeah, two, two and a half years of we're in a crisis. From, no, from, we're in a crisis. From, from mid of 07 to like 2000, almost 2010, like two and a half years of absolute chaos. Like, look, so now when you look at what's going on now, right? Rome first said, "Listen, there is no inflation, right?" Now then, it's transitory. Like, no, it's not transitory. It is real inflation, but you know what I mean. Now they're talking about it. Well, we got to handle it, but you know we'll be okay. It's like it's like. History All just repeats itself, bro. All it over just repeats itself. So the bottom line is, people have to get hurt in this process. Um, there will be layoffs. I just heard that Facebook is about to do another crazy round of layoffs. That's going to be the same number as it was last time, which was like eleven thousand. That they stopped paying uh, for shorts. Wow. On on Instagram and on um and on Facebook. And did they? I didn't even peep yeah. that. I didn't yeah. No. Yeah. They 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 stopping they they stopping all of that. So. Yeah, it's getting serious. So, so um, you know, so buckle up, folks, because when I when I say that no one will care about SVB, what I mean is it's just a bump in the road of. But I do think that pain is on the way, right? I think that pain is on the way. So be careful and not being overexposed. Prepare yourself uh, for the pain that's coming. Let me, let me look up the article and see if I can bring it up. About yeah, Facebook in the um with the shorts, Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And if you're listening to this on the audio, don't worry. We'll we'll really read out what Corey is uh, looking up. I didn't know that they were already cutting back their um their income that they were paying out the creators, which is kind of effed up because I mean, you know, Google's still cutting their checks. All right, let me share my screen real quick. But you know, we'll see um, how things play out long term. But real quick, I want to bring this up while Corey, while you pull that up on the screen, I do want to say this. Um, one of the things about the tech sector is when things are doing well, right? Their growth is is insane and it moves a lot faster than everything else. On the flip side, when things go bad, they get hit. They get hit first, right? Because that's why you see so many layoffs and things like that. Because in startup culture, look, the bottom line is if I'm a, a venture capitalist and I'm lending money out, right? I'm lending money out. I have to make a certain rate of return. But now, when it's more, when it costs more to borrow money, now I need to make a higher rate of return. And you got all these artificially inflated companies out here who really don't make money. That's the thing. They don't make money. So if and I need so to those, money, those companies going to get clapped. They're going to get mangled. So if I need <laughs> you to now make money and you never did make money, but, you know, now it costs me more to borrow. It's, right, so think about this, right? When interest rates are low, if it's costing me 2% to borrow, I might need you to make, what, 5 6% and I have a great investment. But now if it's costing me 6% to borrow, 
I need you to make 12, 15, 18%. That's a lot more difficult, especially yeah. if you're running a business and everything's tightened up on the consumer. Who are you selling to? But go ahead, though, Core. All right. So it says Meta will stop offering reels bonuses to creators on Facebook and Instagram. It's, Meta wow. is pausing its program to pay bonuses to creators for making reels and hitting specific benchmarks. The program originally introduced in 2021, incentivized content makers to generate more short video content. The shutdown will impact all real creators on Facebook and U.S.-based creators on Instagram. The Instagram program was only available for creators based in the U.S. This program's discontinuation, first reported by Business Insider, indicates that platforms are looking to pull back from paying creators based on the popularity of their short videos. Meta will still respect any commitment for bonuses for the next 30 days, according to the report. Meta told this, told this publication that it, it might reintroduce the program in targeted ways if Reels enter a new market. But, but this is a strange bit to hear, given that the short video product is already available in more than 150 countries. Wow. So, by that's the way, this the article is from TechCrunch, and yeah. that's crazy, bro. Yeah. Like, this is yeah, this is absolutely crazy. So basically, it says creators got healthy bonuses under the program. Multiple creators got more than ten thousand dollars in bonuses, with some even claiming to get thirty-five thousand dollars a month. Jesus, Louises. Oh, God. so it's a lesson here. It's a lesson here too, right? So I, first of all, I wonder like whether their competitors will follow suit. I know that um, you know, YouTube Shorts. Shout out to YouTube Shorts. Um, you know, we YouTube guys over here, but they've already started to pay out. Um. You know, TikTok has their creator fund. I wonder, like, what will be the effect of this? Wow. I mean, and this other lesson in this is for the creators out there that were making money like that is not to have all your eggs in one basket. Because imagine you making thirty five k a month, and then Facebook be like, "Nah, we ain't doing that no more." Yeah, man. this is this is one of those don't have all your money in one basket, Jones. Yeah, and right. if you was making thirty five k, hopefully you was putting some of that up because uh, that's 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 a little literally you got like to the end of the month. And then your last check coming. It's like your job just told you, like, we laying off and all y'all getting laid off, though. Man, that's that's crazy. I didn't see that one, but uh, appreciate you sharing that. Um, shout to TechCrunch for the article. But, um, yeah, man, so more pain is coming. And, I, you know, so when I say that, I want to repeat this. When I say that, we won't be talking about um, Silicon Valley Bank in the future. It's not that this isn't the sign of more things to come. More people will get hurt. Everything will have to be taken out of the economy. All that, that, that fake money that was put in the economy, man. So we'll see what happens in the future. There will be layoffs, you know, more jobs will be lost. Sad to say, but this is just a fact of how it works. Um, it's ebbs and flows. It's part of the system. Yeah, man. So yeah, there's a lot of things happening all at one time, right? So you, like you said, you got layoffs coming. Um, you got people who, um, you know, are dependent upon a lot of this stuff, right? Like those creators, that's $35,000 a month. Yeah, like, that's not $35 a month. It's $35,000 a month that is getting taken out of people's pockets. Then you're talking about people who had money in this bank. They all getting clapped because like, I was just reading an article that was saying that some of that, most of that money wasn't even insured. It, <sighs> So, um, yeah, it, 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 it's crazy. Then you got, um, like, you know, I always want to look into the crypto sector with stuff like this. So stuff that got clapped in the crypto sector that you talked about, 
Block Five Circle, um, also Avalanche, um, Yuga Labs, which is um, responsible for um, the, uh, the 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 monkeys, the up uh, uh, the apes, up uh, yeah, board apes, um, dang, Proof Labs, uh, the other joint you was talking about, Rocket Labs. That's those are all crypto companies. But that's why that's why I laugh, right? So so my 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 crypto journey is interesting because everybody everyone knows me now as a Bitcoin guy because I only do Bitcoin. Yeah, I'm just this, saying. It's no, just, my, point though, my point is this is more proof positive as to why I'm a Bitcoin maximalist at this point. Because even when it came to something that I used to love back in the day, um, when I looked at um, you know, the different chains, the side chains of Ethereum, right? They're supposed to be quote unquote decentralized, but they were pulling back and stopping things. I'm like, how's that even possible? Right. Yeah, that's nuts. You just proved me right. You just proved me right. Right. So, you know, I'm gonna leave it at that, man. But it's it's uh it's interesting to see this happen. Um, it's sad though for some folks, right? So it's not all fun and games, like you know, it's not just rich people losing their money because it's gonna trickle down and have an effect on a lot of folks because you see the people at the top took their bread, they got them bonuses like before the before uh you know, yeah, they, they they sold a lot of stock, a lot like they said 27% of the stock got sold. Before the collects, yeah, yeah. So, so they, they cashed out. <laughs> it's they cashed wild. out and watched y'all left y'all holding the bag. It's wild, bro. But the one thing I do want to say about a data point that I was looking at: eighty-eight percent of their money was in startups. That's why, you know, if you looked at their books, and again, I was an investor in the bank. I didn't even care about SVB until the story popped. But when you look at the book, it's like that's a lot of exposure because now when the rates rise. You're going to be affected, yeah, right? Because of these, those are a lot of companies that are not making money. So imagine on your balance sheet, you got all these startup companies with these inflated valuations that came like, you know, um, during the pandemic and post pandemic. And now the true valuations are coming out. Right. What's your balance sheet look like? Oh, it had to look like absolute trash. But, you know, that did, the purpose of the bank was to do that. So I get it. You know what I mean? Like, so you got to be a good steward of people's money, right? So, it's, so banks take risk at times, right? But a lot of times they hedge, you know, quote unquote, hedge. They hedge their stuff by by having a eighty eight percent of your money can't be there, bro. I mean, that's if that's what the bank is for. Yeah, it can. Yeah, and that's and this is what happens when you do that. Hey, listen, I am not disagreeing <laughs> with you. I'm just saying, if 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 that's what they set out to do. And that's what they, you know, because the reason why some people had so much money in there is because that's what it was supposed to do. It was Silicon Valley Bank. You know what I mean? Like people not putting hundreds of millions and billions of dollars into a bank that's not serving that. It was put there to serve that community specifically. And yeah, so but you can do that in different ways with being a better steward and protecting folks. Money. I don't disagree with you. But what I'm saying is that is why it was there. Like that bank was specifically created to do that. Listen, man, Sean Corey Carter said, man, it's only so long fake thugs can pretend. And so and their balance sheet proves that. <laughs> they just got clapped. All right. So with that being said, though, what are your what are your final thoughts on this whole story, bro? Oh, we just started. That's my final thoughts. Like, this is not the end. This is the beginning. Um, it's getting it's getting it's getting hot in here. So take off all your clothes. All right. So my my um, final thoughts is that I would say cash is a position. Don't be afraid to hold cash. Right. When you look at your um your personal balance sheet, um don't discount cash. I know there's this whole this whole adage out there: cash is trash, and you gotta have your money to work. Um, and I understand where people come from when they say that. But 
the thing about sitting on a lot of cash is when you go through situations like we're getting ready to go through, there's going to be a lot of opportunities. So patience is important and cash is a position. You should have a cash position. Cash is a position because it allows you, you know, and this is someone speaking from the perspective of real estate too, right? When, you know, what do you, you think is going to happen a lot of that real estate out there as the, as the, uh, you know, things start to happen. So you'll see people swoop in who have cash to be able to take advantage of a lot of situations, man. It's a reason why Berkshire sits on a ton of cash. You know what I mean? They can come in and, and any minute and buy a, a percentage of an entire conglomerate. So I'm not saying that, you know, you have to be at that scale, but it still works in your own life, man. The great thing about looking at companies is a lot of the things they do could work in your life. Exactly. You know, it's just, it's really just about budgeting and balancing books, right? At the end of the day, you do that in your personal life. So that's, that's my final thoughts is don't be afraid to sit on cash until you find a great opportunity. Um, with that being said though, man, this has been um, another episode of our podcast. We are back on our podcast. This is our new format. Again, we will have, um, you know, guests on in the future, but we're going to make sure we consistently drop content and talk about some of the things currently going on in the world of black wealth and finance, because our thing is black wealth and finance. And you better believe that this will have an effect on black wealth. You know, when others get a cold, we get the flu. So we got to uh, be able to pay attention to what's going on in the news. Um, and that's one another thing I want to leave everybody with, Corey, is I know sometimes um, in our communities, in our culture, we say that ain't got nothing to do with us. It's going to hit you eventually, right? Oh, all of that. Anything that has to do with money is going to hit our community. That's yeah. 100% chance that it's going to hit our community. Absolutely. Now, now there's a at what level it hits our community is kind of, you know, you know, we don't, we, we can't always determine that, but um, it's going to hit our community. Like people are, because our community isn't homogenous, is not monolithic. It's, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's diverse. And so um, everything that impacts our economy impact, impacts part of our community. Absolutely. So, Yep. Let's, you know, let's let's make it happen. All right. So let's leave it at that, man. Make sure you uh rate, subscribe, comment, do all the great things you're supposed to do with content out there. Um, please share this um and you know, give us some feedback about the new format or maybe someone you want to um have on have a conversation with us. But we appreciate the support that we get nonetheless. Um, because it doesn't matter whether it's a thousand of you or twenty thousand of you, we appreciate all the support because again, our thing is the community and just having great conversations, man. So with that being said, remember, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Game elevates, and we'll see you guys on our next episode. Peace.